Megan Hicks of Iron Far. I'm with Ryan Smith. It's the day after the 2021 Hard Rock 100. You're the men's third place finisher. Congratulations, Ryan. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was, um, yeah, three years in the making. So probably have never thought about a race for this uh, amount of time before. <laughs> so you... it was finally, yeah, just a relief to toe the start line, I guess. Yeah. And you say this is three years in the making because you were drawn yes. in the lottery for the 2019 race, which never happened. Yeah, I actually worked out okay that the snow year cancelled it because I was signed up for level at the time. So probably doing both of those is kind of a challenge for me. I don't typically race a ton. Yeah. So actually that worked out great and I had a good race at level. So um, yeah, it was a shame, obviously, last year being a bit of a disaster. Mm. Um, so yeah, a lot of training and not much racing. But yeah, it was kind of nice to have a break, I suppose, and yeah. uh, finally get to yeah, line up at the start line and kind of get it done after thinking about it for so long. In my opinion, you have to be one of like the most under-talked about American <laughs> ultra runners. This is Iron Far's first interview with you even, which uh, I'm really embarrassed about. <laughs> um, you have a ton of accolades. Top 10 at UTMB, yeah. wins at big hundreds around the U.S. Yeah. I even noticed you, looking back in Iron Far's results, you were in the top 10 North Face 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah, I forgot when that was maybe. Yeah, I've been racing um, for a long time, uh, maybe ultras for 12, 13 years okay. or something like that. But really, I've always been a runner my whole life, so 30 plus years of racing, mostly cross-country, off-road. I do a lot of road marathons as well, so kind of any any type of a running event I really enjoy. But yeah, I just, you know, just a hobby jogger, amateur, I guess. But I take it somewhat seriously, but not too serious. I have to say <laughs> not quite to that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of, uh, I guess I found the 100 milers a bit later in, in my career, I suppose. And it kind of seems to fit pretty well. I'm pretty good at suffering, um, kind of uh, embracing the misery, so to speak. Mm. You know, I do pretty well on that. And um, yeah, so I kind of favored that a little bit and I really just I like great courses so things like Hard Rock, High Lonesome UTMB you know just ones that get you in the mountains and that helps me kind of wrap my head around it and kind of you know just get after it and try to do as best I can. Um, since this is our first interview with you I'd love to be able to know a little bit of your backstory. Yeah. You've got an accent you're Scottish by birth? Um, yep okay. I was born in Scotland um, kind of grew up north of London um, <clears throat> went to university in Edinburgh mm. and then I um, started working in London for several years and then moved to the US maybe I kind of lose track now 16 years ago okay. I think it is yeah so I just became a citizen two years ago I think it was so I'm kind of yeah. dual dual nas nationality now um, but yeah like I say I kind of run a bunch in um in my university club so i was involved with there more on the social side i was a pretty good drinker so <laughs> i think that helps <laughs> not so helps much for in, ultra running yeah that's so, yeah it probably does yeah not so yeah so i was probably yeah probably in the b team or something in okay. edinburgh you know which is good enough for me um and then yeah i kind of was running in in london a bit and then i worked in new york uh where i met my wife and we kind of ran uh, with a group there and that's how we met and then we moved to kind of uh boulder colorado um maybe 10 years ago or so okay. yeah and that's just lifestyle change you know wanted to be near the mountains that's kind of how we ended up here yeah yeah and we got to see at the finish line and around the aid stations your daughter you have yeah. a daughter 
Yeah, yeah, she, uh, she's about three and a half, just going to be four in September, actually. So, yeah, she's getting very familiar with uh, sitting around waiting at aid stations very early on in her career. <laughs> Start them young. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully she can uh, pace me at some point if I'm still running. <laughs> if. When? <laughs> when, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to do this till I'm like 80, so. Oh, <laughs> Uh, let us all hope our knees and hips and ankles and feet hold together. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a, a few few niggles here and there. But yeah, luckily things seem to be holding together for me. So, Okay, so let's talk about Hard Rock. Um, race started. Mm -hmm. You went out hot. You went out with the leaders, eh? You know, I actually thought it was pretty pretty reasonable pace. Really? For me, Even it, for Hard Rock? Yeah, I think I'm used to maybe some like, like UTMB where it's just like suicide okay. pace from the gun. Okay. And usually I'm, I I go out hot anyway. I like to cause some trouble and just, you know, make people work hard. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I uh -huh. just, you know, I, I'm good at holding on, I think is my like skill, <laughs> you know, and just being, being kind of in the misery. So okay. that kind of works well. So I usually go out pretty hot. So this is actually probably the, in, in terms of you know the big ticket races maybe the most casual start okay. i think yeah so i didn't think it was you know too reckless or crazy it felt pretty comfortable did you kind of then look around at the guys around you and been like um let's go yeah i mean i kind of everyone around obviously i kind of expected that's who it would be so it mm. wasn't surprising i ran maybe 50k with dylan so which again yeah i thought maybe that's how it would shake out mm. and um francois kind of he was uh, there maybe for 12 miles or something and then okay. started to creep ahead a little bit and, and that was fine you know i'm not gonna go toe to toe with francois so <laughs> yeah i didn't i wasn't kidding myself I, my goal was just really time-based in, in the race like i had a you know i like to finish within 24 hours of like any race otherwise it you know violates a core principle or something i like to get a beer and a shower at the end <laughs> so, so if i go over a day it's you know i, I won't be too happy <laughs> so you went into hard rock with a quite ambitious goal then to finish under 24 hours yeah. before sunrise yeah that was the goal uh -huh. like when i got in three years ago i was like it would be pretty cool to try and break 24 hours i thought oh. that would be kind of neat and i you know, at UTMB, I'd run 23 hours, I think. Um, and that was kind of on the longer course that they've only run a couple of times. Mm -hmm. So I figured it was maybe doable, a bit of yeah. a stretch. Yeah. Um, and then I just used Killian splits and just because I didn't really have any other numbers or ideas. So I was like, well, if I'm somewhat close to that or, you know, behind, that would be a good guide. You'll be happy with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So talk about the early miles, sort of the, yeah, maybe like, let's say the start out to Sherman, the first third of the race or so. It's couple big burly climbs to start yeah. off and then some rolling terrain for a good long ways yeah it's um yeah i really kind of enjoyed that but i think that's mm. the most like i know atmospheric it feels mm. you really isolated i really kind of enjoy that section so i was kind of enjoying it probably until about the descent from pole creek back down to sherman okay and then i started to just get a bit tired or i don't know just Maybe I was just going a little too gung-ho on the calories, I think. I probably just consumed a bit too much. Um, so, yeah, we got into Sherman, me and Dylan, and then he took off a little earlier while I was getting my things ready. And then, you know, I kind of still had him in my sights going up to Burroughs, but I think from Burroughs to Grouse was the, my low spot. And okay. Then I felt pretty, pretty kind of, you know, it was like a pity party. It was just like, why do I do this? Like, uh, you know, this is my last race. You know, the usual stuff that, you know, you go through in every race. 
I'm um, retiring. Yeah, absolutely. I retire every race I do. I'm retired. I'm retired now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I just it got into a bit of a pity party. Mm. And no matter how many times you do this, you know it's going to pass. You just, in the moment, you're just feeling sad for yourself. And that was kind of my low point, I think, pretty early. In all fairness, though, it was your low point. You were going over the course's high point yes. and over 14,000 feet. So there might have been some reason for the pity party. Yeah, totally. And, um, you know, the weather changed as well a little bit. So it got kind of cold and it rained most of the way up Handies. The weather okay. was looking a little dicey, um, but it turned out to be kind of quite nice, actually. Um, but yeah, I was kind of a little cooked getting into grouse. Um, mm. Yeah, and I wasn't sure, I wasn't feeling super optimistic at that point. So how'd that change or when did that change? Where? I, yeah, I'm not really sure like why or how. It just almost immediately as I left and started going up the road, I think just the, yeah, the road climb was hmm. just, I just needed no, maybe no rocks or something, <laughs> you know, nice road to no run up. Yeah, just no. to like run or something. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's what just tipped it. And as soon as I started up the climb, I just never looked back. My legs were fantastic the whole day. It never felt tired. I, you know, sometimes you dread the next climbs coming up and I just never had that dread. I was yeah. like, yeah, let's do this. Let's get the next climb done. So was it in the vicinity of Grouse where it was like, pretty clear that there was a break between you and Dylan in front of you and guys behind you or where did that sort of like where yeah. did you feel like you were in third man's land and sort of stayed there yeah I think it's, it's honestly the story of my racing careers I'm <laughs> always in no man's land with no one around me and I might as well just not sign up for races and go run these things by myself I'm just there's no one ever around so yeah it was pretty clear that pay the money yeah, don't get to run with yeah. anybody yeah yeah and I didn't really take much from the aid stations either other than some water there's a lot of streams so i could have just filled up my you know water bottles so yeah it's a very light touch to my racing Amazing. um yeah it, um yeah i figured that you know my i was feeling good but i knew if dylan was feeling good he's pro probably not going to come back to me so i was just trying to keep the gap kind yeah. of reasonable you know because i think if he has a great day he's just one of the best mountain runners out there so, you know same with francois so you know i just wanted to like not do anything rash and run my race. Yeah. So I was just kind of thinking about the splits and, you know, and I don't like to have too much information because I just run by feel. Yeah. But I asked a couple of times if I was close and I think that helped because I was, you know, pretty much hitting the numbers, you know, that I, that I needed. And that kind of mm. helped, I guess, motivate me a bit. But yeah, I figured it, that's how it would play out if I didn't screw up. <laughs> For a lot of people, uh, this direction, some of the challenges come around you, Ray, because it's like mm. evening, it's warmer. Yeah. It's, yeah, like the altitude has hit you. How was the U-Ray section, like Camp Bird Road and stuff for you? I, I mean, I'm probably the only one looking forward to Camp Bird Road. You know? And Sabrina Stanley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She liked it too. Yeah, no, I love that stuff. I think that's that really Amazing. helps me. I think this direction helps me because I do a lot of like road miles, you know, and I, I just love running uphill slowly forever. So, like, I figured actually if I could... Who are you? Yeah, I know, I, yeah. I, you know, I just, it's it's honest. There's no hiding from it. Yeah. And I think if you, you know, it's really the, the part, if you look at it, that you can make a difference on. Mm. You know, if you can really run a lot of that section, you just get, you bang out a lot of miles. And um, I think it just, like, feeds into itself. You feel kind of like a hero running up Cambird Road, you know, even though it's, like, I don't know, 13-minute pace or something, you know. But, like, you just feel good about it, you know. And, again, I think it's just nice because you can run next to your pacer at the time. So there's a bit of chit-chatting. And just, yeah, it was kind of easy running. So, like, a lot of the course is very technical, you know, and some of it's, like, 
you know, it's just hard to even follow the trail. You're like somewhere under this foliage is a trail. <laughs> but, I put my feet down and hope they land yeah, on exactly. something. There was a lot of hoping that, yeah, it wouldn't go down a hole or something. So yeah, Camber just felt like a nice break actually mentally mm -hmm. that I could just kind of tune out and just run. So yeah, I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, that was a nice, a nice section for me. And then where did nighttime arrive for you? Um, we just, um, I think one goal of mine was to get to Kroger's and, and without using a headlamp. Okay. So, so we got there and um, I knew a bunch of the people working the A station there. So that was like kind of a high point, you know, we could like high five and, yeah. you know, I could make my pacer drink some mezcal. <laughs> oh yeah. Who was your pacer? Uh, cortisol. Awesome. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> and he's buddies with those guys as well. So that was kind of a fun thing. So yeah, just over the edge of that, maybe 10, 15 minutes after that, we put our headlamps on. Yeah. Wow. Um, by that point, did you start to have the feeling like this is going to turn out okay for me? I mean, if your goal was to get to yeah. the, you know, the mile, what is that, 68 or yeah, I, I was really 65 bad high point, like yeah. you got there on your splits, yeah. you're not using your headlamp. Are totally. you thinking in your head this is going to be a good day? Yeah, I think so. I think even earlier than that, like uh, the section out of URA, I just felt good on the road okay. and the climbing felt kind of came easy to me you know I just kind of put my hands on my knees and just powered powered up and I was almost mm. almost enjoying it it's sad to say like, you know running up these like super huge climbs but yeah I just kind of was in the zone wasn't in too much discomfort and uh, yeah I was looking forward to the climbs so yeah can you talk about the night a little bit what was it like being out there and who paced you yeah I had um two paces so my friend Pete Newton paced me from uh Grouse to uh, into Ure, okay. and then Cordis took me the rest of the way. Oh, basically, wow. yeah, he's he's running TDS, so he wanted some tra oh, a training run. He got a good yeah, run. yeah, totally, totally. Um, so he had a good time as well. Yeah, and it was just really enjoyable actually. And both we're both pretty good at downhill mm. runners, so I think that kind of helped that we just got in the zone on the downhills. Got it. And um, you know, we could just kind of unleash a little bit and cruise down, and that was kind of fun, you mm. know. So yeah, and it, it was just really nice. It was like fresh. And I think luckily a lot of the smoke that we've had here has kind of dissipated. I think that would have been pretty miserable. Oh, yeah. So we got kind of lucky that that dissipated a bit. And then, yeah, it was just nice. Temperature was perfect. I just had a t-shirt on the whole time, which is kind of incredible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it got a little cold, like maybe on the last climb. But okay. other than that, yeah, the night was really kind of great, actually. What was it like to arrive back to Silverton, having met your goal, finishing third place, setting a master's course record, Yeah, all of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's always, when you've, when you've been thinking about something for so long, mm. I think it's just like relief is what you feel, that you were able to kind of execute, you know, the plan. And, and that kind of takes a toll. For me, it's always the emotional toll on, is more than the physical toll. Uh -huh. Like I'm always, like physically I'm ready to go again quite quickly, but just like it takes a while to build that up until really to put that investment into like thinking about an objective for so long. Yeah. So yeah, it's like just, yeah, relief I think is, is the main one. And yeah, it's nice that, you know, kind of I'm in the older category now. So like, you know, I, if I'm not going to feature and win things, I can at least like grab a, you know, master's record or something. Well, and a podium position, yes, come exactly. on. Yeah, yeah. And then I think another goal was just to make the top 10 list which hopefully i'm just in there now oh okay yeah so i just wanted you know that on the leaderboard to have have, a, have my name on there there i am yeah <laughs> um do you have other running plans this year uh, n nothing concrete. The only one I've actually got is the CIM Marathon, Sacramento. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a little different from hard drive. Just the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm, yeah, hoping um, I might get a PR there. That's the plan. Awesome. <laughs>
Yep. Well, uh, I didn't literally get to watch your race this time because <laughs> I was out running, but it was super fun for me to get reports yeah. from forward on the course so, and yeah, just hear you ripping, ripping it up and just being like solidly top yeah. three, top three, top three, top three all the way through. That was awesome. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, just being steady kind of wins the day usually, you know, no kind of like fanfare and it just, yeah, sometimes the, the, um, the races that are the most uninteresting are the best ones, you know, when <laughs> there's no drama. They just go well. So are you are you saying you kind of like to be like the underdog and <laughs> I, the quietly talked about one? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I like that. That's kind of suits my personality. I just kind of like to get it done without too much, you know, fanfare around it. Yeah. Sorry, we still have to publish this interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Damn. The cat's out. I'll go back to road racing. There I'm kind of subpar. So. <laughs> Amazing. Well, congrats to you on your podium finish at the 2021 Hard Rock. I look forward to seeing what you race next. Okay. Thanks so much, Megan. <laughs>